never going to be easy. Her concern for my well-being was humbling. I pulled myself together. Gray, you think? I gave a mock sigh and folded my arms across my chest. Yeah, well, Max was saying much the same thing the other day. She raised her eyebrows at the suggestion of my paragon of a husband saying anything so maladroit. Max was? Mm-hmm. I looked at her innocently. We've just bought this new full-length mirror for the bedroom. One of those chevalier things, you know. In an antique pine frame to go with the dressing table. It's got this little design kind of carved into the top of the frame. I gestured with my hand and she nodded encouragingly. Then I sighed heavily again. Anyway, I was just out of the bath and doing the whole scrutinising thing in front of it. Big mistake, by the way. And I said to Max... Look at me. I'm fat, I'm wrinkled, I'm old, and I'm grey. I was waiting for him to disagree, you see. Alison nodded again. And he didn't. So, eventually, I said, For goodness sake, Max, say something nice to me. Alison waited expectantly. And did he? I lowered my eyes. He said... Well, he said... I hesitated. At least there's nothing wrong with your eyesight. Alison gave a shout of laughter, and a nurse who was busy at a desk across the corridor looked over at us and smiled. Then Alison sobered again. No, but seriously, Fran, I think you're overdoing things. I'm not. You are. How could you not be? Full-time job, husband and kid to look after. Admittedly, both cute, adorable, blah, blah, but still a handful... A useless best friend who's about as much help to you as a chocolate teapot. Less, I said. What? Less use. At least I could comfort eat my way through a chocolate teapot. She stuck out her tongue. Sot off. Though I suppose it might fatten you up at least. She reached out and plucked at the sleeve of my jumper. Look at you. You're all skin and bone. Fat my ass. I've got more meat on me than you. Yeah, well, I gave her a sidelong look, and one of the earlier truths I'd been trying to suppress slipped out before I could help it. At least I still have my own hair. She bit her lip to stop herself from smiling, and I felt the tears welling up once again. Come here, she ordered, and patted the side of the bed. I slid reluctantly onto the edge of the mattress beside her, and she wrapped her wasted arms around my shoulders and leant her head in against mine for a moment so that I could smell the fresh perfume that was so quintessentially Alison. The fragrance she had never lost despite the prolonged stay in hospital and the punishing weeks of treatment she'd undergone, which made me want to cry all the harder and cling on to her and scream at the gods to leave her be and stop their relentless quest to take her from me. Then she pushed me away and studied me at arm's length, narrowing her dark, shadowed eyes at me intriguingly. I want you to help me with something. I sniffed unattractively, feeling around unsuccessfully for a handkerchief, and she passed me a tissue from a box that stood alongside a vase of white freesias on her bedside cabinet. Go on, I blew vigorously into the tissue. She gave me one of her wicked looks, her eyes gleaming. You're not allowed to say no. 
Oh, God. I'm dying. Would you refuse the wishes of a dying woman? Yes, I blew again. No, I admitted. She grinned at me conspiratorially, then gestured towards the cabinet. Open it. Top shelf. I did as I was bidden. There's a notepad on top of my clean PJs. Got it? Uh-huh. I lifted it out, and she took it from me and rifled through the pages. Then she handed it back to me, and I began to read aloud what she had written in her clear, rounded hand. Thirty-something. Closer to my fourth decade than my third, alas. Never done any online dating before. I raised my eyes to Alison. You're joining a dating agency? She gave a tired laugh. Not me, you cheeky bugger. I'm nowhere near my...